I honestly love to see like an animated fucking like superhero intro of just two fat bastards just flying through the roof of a house, landing on a couch. But you hit the couch so hard it like catches on fire. Then the smoke kind of obscures it and it fades out to the intro of Couch on Fire. You know, why don't you uh, create that for us? Because that's pretty fucking yeah, that's That's okay. That's all right. Uh, yeah. Hey. Welcome to Couch on Fire Podcast. I'm Rob. That's Griffin. How are what you? What up, bitch? Man, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right right now. Ready to talk about some fucking horror movies. <laughs> hey, did you have a day off today? I did, actually. Uh, I meant to actually watch a horror movie, but I'm fat and lazy and didn't actually end up doing it. Uh, I kind of want to end up watching. There's this Australian movie out there called Deathgasm. Looks fucking amazing. A couple of couple of well there's a couple of teenagers um like the losers i guess in their high school they're like in the metal club yeah you know they, they have a metal band and stuff they unwittingly basically hit on their version of the necronomicon but instead of latin chanting it's all these badass guitar riffs and they end up summoning like demons and shit yeah so they have to fight demons in an abandoned high school with the power of black metal it's pretty awesome mm. I... I haven't seen it myself but the the trailer looks great well, I recently just watched a horror movie. It was uh, Dumbo, the remake, the live sure. action. Ah, Rocket <laughs> Man. Okay. <laughs> no, it was Dumbo. Yeah, Rocket Man. It could be some, some thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, what, the, what? Yeah. So, so you're, you're a fan of these. I know we just talked about remakes last week, but are you a fan of all of these uh, these Disney live action remakes? Like they take their oh fuck no the classic animated stuff and they make a live action version of it, Uncanny Valley, all that shit. Oh fuck no, hell no. I, I mean, it, to me, it's just it's just you're mil you're milking the cow for extra milk. It already the cow already gave everything it fucking had to give, and now Disney's like, well, let's see what else we can get from this cow. Mm. It's so. just like blood and little little bits of bone. Ugh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Um, hey, man. Anyway, so Griffin and I are on here, so you know what that means. That's the, the summer of horror. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know we've we've already done a couple episodes, but this one is going to be a good one. This week we're talking about some uh, some classic, some uh, let's just say the the. The four well, there's if you had to say the four fathers or the five fathers of horror, two of those characters we're going to be talking about today. And can you guess? Drum roll. Well, say, That's a really shitty drum. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Count Dracula in uh, the Wolfman. The Wolfman, yes. The Wolfman, yes. You know, and and I feel like. It's crazy. I feel like obviously vampires, Dracula. Um, I definitely feel like uh, it's more mainstream than the werewolf. And it's crazy because recently there's been a little bit more things about the werewolf. And the, but anytime you see a werewolf, unless it's a single werewolf movie, there's always a vampire involved. And it's just ah. yeah, it's, it's 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 kind of weird to bring that up because I feel like in terms of like pop culture and shit, they're like they're married. You can't have one without the other. It seems that way. I mean, think about it. So, like, okay, well, let's see. Uh, the Underworld series. 
Okay. It's about mm-hmm. it's about lichens. That's what they call their werewolves, and about uh, the vampires, and like it's you know their their marriage, and then eventually they they join at one, and there's a guy he's half werewolf, half vampire kind of thing. It's just a weird situation. I like the uh, rise of the lichens, which is mostly isn't all... that the one like it's a medieval times? Yes, and it's it's like a prequel of like the leader of the pack kind of thing like how he becomes like the leader of the um the lichens the werewolves and things like that i thought that was a good one um but everything else i mean twilight even the teeny poppy movie you know twilight vampire diaries these all have werewolves in them but they're second fiddle to the thing now there's some classic werewolf movies out there that i think always need to be mentioned and um, I know you have your favorite. You keep bringing it up on every fucking podcast we talk about, <laughs> about the werewolf one. But I think, hands down, the one one of my favorite werewolves movie is really you're gonna you guys are gonna shit on me, but Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox really is is it, it's a good it's a good cheesy but it's it's still a werewolf movie like it's still kind of like you know. Now, obviously, I think American Werewolf in London is a classic. It's groundbreaking with um, special effects, and the things that they do is amazing, and that's a true werewolf movie. But with that said, I really do like Teen Wolf. Now, I haven't seen that movie in a long, long time, but it's, it's pretty much a comedy, right? A comedy drama. Uh, it's, not, it's not too much horror elements. So basically, in a nutshell – a boy finally hits puberty and he turns into a werewolf and he doesn't know what to do and then his father opens the bathroom door and he's a werewolf and he's like yeah I thought it would skip uh, your generation I thought it would be your kids but fuck I guess I gotta tell you this so yeah we're werewolves that's how you know so basically this kid he goes to school he's a he's a nerd no one likes him they beat him up all the time and then he finally turns into a werewolf and everyone starts liking him and they accept him with the school so he's like the mascot, the person, and he, everyone loves him. All the girls want to be with him when he's the werewolf. But when he's not the werewolf and he's just a regular person, so it's kind of like a teeny bop, like I'm in a relationship um, kind of thing. And then he's a werewolf on the side. So, you know, it has – it's just a fun – it's a fun comedy. Oh, my God. You know what that just reminded me of? What? It'll, it'll show you, you know, I was clearly born in the fucking 90s. But I just – I got brought back – to a bullet for my Valentine music video, I used to watch all the time when I was a little kid. Oh Jesus! There was a there was a, a song of theirs with that exact fucking premise. This this like loser kid, he gets picked on all the time by this one like dickhead jock, and then near the end of the song, he just hulks out, turns into a werewolf, and like brutally murders the jock, and starts dating his girlfriend and shit. It was peak '90s, and it was amazing. Just seeing this skinny little long-haired little nerd from Bullet for My Valentine, yeah. just like rip this jock to shreds and then just start making out with his girlfriend or something. But if I could jump back to where we just were a minute or two ago, um, I think I understand the reason why vampires and werewolves are always so connected together and why they're constantly being paired up, as opposed to other movie monsters. Like you're never gonna see werewolves and the fucking blob or something in the in the same movie although that would probably be awesome okay um i have i think it's i i think i might know where you're going with it but i'm gonna let you go because i could be wrong we'll we'll see i think it's got something to do with kind of what they represent symbolically like every vampire you've ever seen 
in a traditional movie they're always these super dapper very like elegant refined people they speak in you know accents and shit and they dress up in these fancy foppy clothes and mm -hmm. drink blood out of wine glasses and the werewolf is just kind of meant to symbolize humanity reverting to its feral nature like they start out on two feet and then as they transform they get knocked back down to kind of like a neanderthal state a lot of the early wolfman movies the werewolf was kind of designed like a neanderthal in that way mm -hmm. he had like the extended brow line a very small like sloping well, face covered so in hair so you're basically saying like the yang to the ying you know the ying Pretty and the much. yang I, yeah they're meant to represent the two extremes of humanity's past mm -hmm. like the kind of vlad the impaler you know mm -hmm. extreme of just sadistic nobility and then feral primal violent animal rage well you know i can see that i can see that I'm gonna add, I might be talking 100% out of my ass, but that's what I'm going with. Well, I'm going to add something to it. So out of all the horror movies I've seen in my day, I've seen a lot of vampire movies. And everyone, mm -hmm. everyone has consistent things, just like, just, just like werewolf movies. So The Cross, Holy Water, you know, all these little things, wooden stake in the heart. Okay, these are all classic things. But one of mm -hmm. the things are, it always says that, um, that the devil, you know, like like Dracula really doesn't have a weakness. So the only weakness that he ever that that so basically the devil made Dracula. You know, he's this evil man. He is this person. He's not a man. He is something a creature. And the only way to balance it, like you're saying, the yin and the yang is uh the werewolf is his weakness. So supposedly in all these movies that I've seen, either a bite or a scratch from a werewolf, if you're a vampire, can poison you and you could die. So that's where I think they're going with it. But you mean obviously this, this stuff isn't real. It could be, but right. um but in the stories that I've re always read, I've always associated them two together because, you know, um the only way to really kill of a true vampire, obviously, if you can't get close enough to stab him in the thing, is to uh, you know set wolves on him. That's his weakness, and vice versa. Like the werewolf, if they get bit by a vampire, they're done. But I feel like, hmm. I, but I also feel like the werewolf. I feel like if you look, if you actually compare it to realistic things, I think the werewolf is more common because of uh, cultures thousands and thousands of years ago like the indian culture or the or the aztec culture they worshiped um you know wolves and things like that like a man spirit when he dies he turns into a wolf and he you know runs with it you know like dances with the wolves things like that that to me is borderline werewolf kind of thing now the whole vampire thing is just definitely far-fetched i mean yeah there's a bat out there that does eat blood but doesn't really it's not going to come and attack people it eats other animals and <laughs> other rodents. So, you know, at, to me, I feel like that's upper hand werewolf. Blow, you know, so now werewolf is two to one. That, that's how I look at it. Right. Yeah. Makes a certain kind of sense. But, um, um, well, real quick, you know, I, was, I just Googled, like, movies and stuff uh, for werewolves. And every, every one just has, okay, there's a couple of them that are, are strictly werewolves. But every other one, you're right. It does have vampires in them. Even the Michael Jackson music video. Remember, mm -hmm. he turned into the werewolf in the beginning? But then there's it's prominently zombies. 
So there's no really werewolf in it. But Silver Bullet, Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Okay, obviously that's very... I know how much you love Stephen King, so... <laughs> that's actually one of the few books I haven't read by um, Stephen King. And then the, um, Wes Craven's Cursed, which I did see that one. I remember that one. Um, that definitely doesn't have any really vampires in that. But a lot of other ones, they're going to be vampire-ish. I mean... We listed a lot. The Wolfman, which I'd never seen, but that was like in the 40s and 50s. I mean, that's a classic right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then Dog Soldiers, which is one of your favorites that you keep telling me about. I mean, is there any vampires yes. in that one? Uh, no. No, it is strictly a group of werewolves. Yeah. This little family of werewolves. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's, there is a list of a lot of other movies. That the one, Like, I haven't heard of half of these. And maybe it's because... Maybe it's because werewolves are not mainstream. Like, if you were going to a movie, you know, you're on a hot date, you're about to go to the movie, and there's like, um, you go, you got interview with a vampire or the Wolfman. What would you see? You know, me personally, I would see the Wolfman. Well, well, you like that, but you you see what I'm saying. But interview, oh, so the Wolfman, not that many actors were in it. It's an old film, and an interview with the vampire. They got John. They got fucking Brad Pitt. They got Tom mm-hmm. Cruise. I mean, they, they're pulling a Kristen Dunst. I mean, they're pulling some stops. They got brand name. Fast forwarded to the future, okay? One film that they consider a werewolf film is Van Helsing. Now, oh, that nice. is not a fucking werewolf film. Like, I looked that up, and they, no. they consider that a werewolf film. Just because he turns into a fucking werewolf, spoiler, um, it doesn't mean it's not a fucking werewolf film. It's literally about Dracula and trying to reproduce, <laughs> like that movie at least. Yeah, yeah. the the van, The werewolf was a pretty decent chunk of that movie's plot, but the main conflict was between Helsing and Dracula. Now, why do you like uh, werewolves so much? Well, I've mentioned before how I love the idea of non-human antagonists that don't think like people like they're more animalistic in nature mm-hmm. because it makes for a more unpredictable threat yeah. I guess um, I mean the these screenwriters when they're writing either human antagonists or animals that think like humans like aliens vampires stuff like that it seems like they go out of their way to do one of two things they either they're super smart and then they go out of their way to make them stupid at the end or they start out really, really stupid, and the main characters were no threat from them. But you know, then they all of a sudden they get super smart, and then now they're a threat to the character. Like they kill off a main character or something like that. With an animal, all of their any action they take can be hand waved off as you know, oh, they're incomprehensible. There's no rhyme or reason to that logic. And human beings are instinctively, like primally afraid of these things that look and act like predators i mean it's biologically engineered into us we see something that's on four legs it's got a lot of hair a lot of claws and teeth it's probably not something we want to go up and pet not unless it's a german shepherd because german shepherds are fucking awesome (laughs) but it's just the idea of this animal that's it's vicious it's bloodthirsty it doesn't need a reason to want to kill you it just does it's almost unstoppable there's only a couple of rules like silver bullets who the fuck has silver just lying around I don't know what kind of rich motherfuckers are living in these werewolf movies, but if werewolf <laughs> comes after me, I'm screwed. There's no silver within 50 blocks of here. I want to know, like, you know? who was the first that invented? Like, who who was... So, let's just say the Wolfman was, like, the, you know, the first adaptation on film of 
the werewolf. I've never seen it. I wonder if they, that's where they introduced the idea of a silver bullet. Did they just pull something out of their ass? Like, <laughs> I, don't I have a feeling that was probably put in there at some point. They probably pulled it from like some ancient cultural folklore that they drew like the yeah. Wolfman from. I know there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of African lore about witch doctors who can change their form with the moon and shit like that, turn into hyenas. and oh, okay. So presumably, Silver is known for being able to kill germs and shit like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually true. I just know that's what people believe. So I guess that's probably got something to do with it because, you know, the lycanthropy? Lycanthropy? <laughs> the, the shit that turns you into a werewolf, it's, it's treated like a disease. Like, it's not a curse or anything like that. It's treated like you get bitten you get infected. It's almost like a zombie in a way. I guess that, that's a good way of putting it, too. It's like my version of zombies, because I know you really like zombies, and I don't. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know, it's just... What's up? Well, I was going to say, like, um, I, I, I enjoy werewolves. I, I like werewolves. I like the ruggedness, like you were saying. Like, it is really... It's, it seems more realistic to me. I mean, they're both mm -hmm. not realistic, but if I had to pick one, it does seem more realistic and plausible that you know a man turns into something else like after it's you know i don't know but i will say the one thing that i think vampires have up on is the uh the Im what is it um the Im immortality of the life mm -hmm. because werewolves are still people and they still age um they live long i mean obviously they age probably slower but they you know they live longer now i will say in film if you look at them both i think there's so many there's it's a simple version of a vampire you're you got bit uh you got poison in you you turn into a vampire and then you drink blood and all that other stuff werewolves there's so many different options you either turn into a, a real wolf or you turn into a beast like a werewolf or you know like it's just there's so many different like giant wolves like if you look at twilight the twilight series they're all giant wolves they're not actually like mm -hmm. ones that stand on their hind legs and beat the shit out of people um which i like those werewolves better <laughs> okay i was about to ask you um design wise what kind of werewolves do you prefer because i know the old like the wolfman things it obviously because makeup wasn't really a thing and cgi wasn't really a thing back there they basically took a guy and rubbed a whole bunch of hair on his face. Yeah. You know, a lot of the the early werewolf designs are just a giant hairy dude with claws. But then it started getting into more like the 2000s and stuff. They started getting into a much more kind of lupine, a lot more dog well, or wolf-like. Well, with CGI, uh, I mean, obviously they, they took it to another level. I think the best, um, I would say the Underworld, the Rise of the Lycans, that's that's a type of werewolf that I, that I imagine. Um, say if you're six foot, if you turn into a werewolf, you're seven feet. You grow an extra ten, you know, ten inches. Or mm -hmm. no, wait, no, yeah, an extra ten, twelve inches. I don't even fucking do math. Anyway, so you, you grow, you get taller, but you get bigger. Um, like, it's more more aggressive werewolf than an actual wolf. Um, I, you know, so that's what type of werewolf I like. Now, type of vampire I like is just the classic i mean you know i could just be the regular person like an everyday person i just can't fucking go out during the daylight um mm -hmm. now 
here so I know you you're really big on um werewolves and stuff but mm-hmm. vampires what what do you like and don't like about vampires like what is your thing all right so what I definitely do like about vampires um I like the kind of cult-like aspects of the of the vampire life so to speak you know where they have this this ritual thing where you go and you you have to get bitten on the neck to turn you into a vampire and there's all these little rules like you hate garlic you can't go out in the daytime you can't do mirrors all this kind of stuff um i'm not a big fan of the way vampires usually look because that whole like 16th century aristocrat look is is not it's not something i find intimidating uh, especially the way they talk, like with Slavic accents and stuff, you know, the Transylvanian vampire, you know. It's... I think the problem I have with vampires that I don't have with werewolves, I've never found them intimidating in any movie. Now, admittedly, I haven't seen 30 Days of Night. Oh I've my... been wanting to see it oh for my... so long. Oh my God. That's actually what I was looking I was looking for it today. I was trying to find a way to watch it. There's no way to watch it for free. I've checked. Oh. Legal or otherwise, I have checked. Um... But I would argue those are probably closer to just like blood sucking zombies anyway. So I'd let me I'd let argue me, whether vampires or not. Um, but. I'm gonna send you a picture of what they look like, and it mm-hmm. it I'm sure you've seen it, but I would send you. Um, I mean they're more of the they don't really they talk, but they talk in like like a probably like a. Uh, Transylvanian, like, I don't know. Basically, what you were talking about, like the, like a very, I don't know. But they have their own language. But the Third Days of Night guys, they they just they look so good. I don't know. But I do get it. If you look at the pictures, like I'm looking at right now, they do look zombie-ish. Like I'm about to send you the uh, the main. Oh, this is fucking. Oh, I just want to go watch this movie now, again. <laughs> well, well, here's the problem. Um, my actual favorite, because I'll, I'll get into both in a minute, but for right now, my favorite vampires in any movie I've ever seen, it's not a serious horror movie. Okay. It's a comedy movie called What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah, they're making a TV show about that. I don't care. I don't want to watch it. The movie <laughs> was great. The movie was fantastic, and I'm looking forward to the sequel of the movie, but anytime you take a comedy movie and turn it into a TV series, nine times out of ten, it is utter dog shit. Go fuck yourself. Uh, what was that one movie with Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan? They made a TV oh, show out of it. Rush Hour? Rush Hour, yeah. Go fuck yourself, Rush Hour. Go fuck yourself, Lethal Weapon. Suck My Balls. What was that other one? <laughs> but yeah, it's like all these amazing comedy movies that make TV shows out of them. It's like the snappy jokes do not work in an extended series format. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. And what we do in the night, it's a hilarious movie, and I love it to death, but I like their werewolves. I mean, not werewolves, they're fucking, they're fucking vampires. Because all the, diff- all the rules about vampires are co- turned on their head completely. Like, it's not that they like to drink blood, it's that they can't do anything else. Well, you know, so that's funny that you like a comedy vampire, and I like a comedy werewolf. <laughs> film I would say my my favorite hands down my favorite vampire movie um would probably be 30 days a night it's just very it's a very simple movie and it's just great I think it's I think it's great I mean I didn't even oh man I'm just gonna go watch that fucking movie now that's, that's a good movie you know mm-hmm. 
it's this. Uh, so the va- the vampire thing, the whole garlic thing. There's a lot of things to. I like Blade. Blade would probably be up there too. I mean, these are both technically graphic novels, so um, so I think that's uh, that's pretty interesting. But um, Blade is pretty up there. I do. It's just something about the immortality of it really, really gets me for the for the vampires. I really like the fact that like um, you know, uh, you could you know possibly fly and things like that. See, this is it's just hard because there's certain movies. I mean, if you put everything in a fucking bubble, I you could fly, you could turn into a bat, you can um, you know, you can hypnotize people, you can you charm you know, charm them. Um, you can drink blood, but the big the biggest downside about being a vampire is you do have to drink blood to to survive. Or say if you actually care about someone that's not a vampire and they fucking cut their finger, are you gonna fucking lose your shit? <laughs> now, as yeah. a wolf, I think it's more it's more focused towards aggro, more focused towards the anger. Like if you can control your anger, then you can you're never gonna change unless it's a, unless it's a full moon and you're ready to mate. <laughs> mm. So. Mm. But it's funny, you know, as much as I love and will into the death dog soldiers, my favorite werewolf in a movie ever was very, very small little part in the movie. Wasn't even focused on them at all. The werewolf in Harry Potter. Oh my god, that shit was great. The werewolf in Harry Potter? Really? Did you? Yes. That little, that small, tiny little scene. Oh where I forget what his fucking name is, like the, the not the rat. I know. who's the fucking guy? I know, I know what you're talking about. Is near that. Yeah, tree. you know that scene. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's just it's so atmospheric. Oh. You know the the clouds slowly shift away and the full moon comes out, and um, everybody starts flipping out like, oh shit, oh shit. What is his name? Something black, serious black. Sirius Black is the yeah. dog guy. Like yeah. he's he's like the the big black dog. Yeah. And he saves Harry from the werewolf. Yeah. But there's this guy, oh. and he turns into a, and the sound, and the like the CGI of him transforming and all his bones breaking and reassembling and stuff. Oh, he was the professor of, okay, the redhead, the ginger. Yes. Yes. Holy oh, shit. Okay. Yes, that was pretty. Uh... I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of the rest of that movie, but that one scene was better than the majority of werewolf movies I've ever seen. Mm. Dog Soldiers is great, and I love the character designs in there. They actually look like wolves, like giant wolves that stand and act like people. Like, they're these giant animatronics. They're not using CGI, because CGI back then didn't look good. So they created these giant animatronic wolf things, and then they created these elaborate costumes that they had trained ballet dancers wear whenever the wolves had to be in motion in a scene because it makes them look graceful as they're you know running people down and just ripping them to pieces super violent and gory and all these amazing scenes of people just getting brutalized by werewolves it's the best werewolf movie in my opinion okay um i would even argue it's better than an american werewolf in london and i know how controversial that is I mean, every every movie has flaws. We talked about this about The Exorcist. Every movie has flaws, but there are movies that are just they came out the right time at the right year, the right moment, and that was just one of them. Obviously, that came out I think '80s, and 
maybe early 90s. Either one. Well, Late 80s, yeah. early 90s. But that came out, and at that time, there was a lot of backpacking. And, uh, you know, they were, I mean, they just hit, they hit at home for a lot of people. And I think that was great. And then, obviously, the, the actual transformation of him turning into the werewolf. That now, see that that was good. Don't get me wrong. Here's here's my problem with American Werewolf in London, is it peaks in the opening scene with them like in the moors in Scotland. That's the peak of the film, and it sets a tone for the film that the rest of the film is unable or unwilling to match. It's a super serious scene. The sound of the werewolf howling in the distance as they're walking through the foggy moors, yeah. it legit makes my hair stand up on end. Like, it's a haunting fucking sound. And it comes out of nowhere. Dude, the, it scared the shit out of me when I watched that movie. I wasn't expecting it. And they just, you don't ever see it. You see, like, little glimpses, little patches of fur as they're just getting ripped to shreds. And then they it's killed. And I'm like, holy shit, is that what the rest of this movie is going to be like? That was amazing. And then the rest of the movie is like a dark comedy. And it's like, I would be in for that, but that's not what you set me up to expect. You set me up for a super serious, super like tense, scary movie, and then you turn into a comedy. That's the problem I have with uh, American Werewolf in London. Well, the biggest problem, it happened way before that film ever. I mean, the director... So the director, John Lettis, Lettis, or whatever his name is, he is, um, he is great at what he does. I mean, he's, he's wonderful, but he's also a, a lot of, look at all his movies. The Blues Brothers, National Lampoon, Animal House, Trading Places, Three Amigos, Coming to America. I mean, these are comedies. So when he dived into, now, don't, now I'm not going to shit on that because look at today's world with all these comedians fucking coming out with like, you know, the us, the quiet place. Uh, you know, <laughs> just there's so many. Yeah, I there's mean, a lot of a lot of genre bending these days. Now yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, so I'm not gonna shit on it because it's still a groundbreaking movie. But obviously, he knows what he knows, and he made it more comical, and which didn't make it a bad thing. I think the biggest thing for me is just the the, the animatronics of it, and I think that was a big groundbreaking thing for me. Well, the special effects were incredible, especially the the transformation sequence. I think even today. There's not much that can match that one scene where he turns into a werewolf for the first time. It's just unmatched. Oh, man. Um, oh, yeah, okay, okay. What do you... So I got some more questions for you. Mm-hmm. We're, um, obviously, this episode's not going to be as long as the other ones, so we're not going to break for a second ad, so you guys enjoy this. But I will say I do have a qu- couple questions for Griffin that I've been dying to ask him. So, since you like werewolves so much, where do you where do you see them? Like, because there's really there really hasn't been a werewolf movie in the last what year year or so that's really been. I mean, there's yeah, it's been a very long time since there's been a really good werewolf movie. <laughs> well, with that said, and I will say this about horror, and it's kind of like this with comedy, but it's more. I think this this happens more with horror movies. There's a lot of cheap good grindhouse horror movies out there that are under radar like there's if you like i like i said i just googled werewolf movies and this past year there's already been five of them 
but you'll never hear about it unless you're in that like um it's kind of like punk music okay it's not it's not meant to be mainstream it's supposed to be under underground kind of culture huh yeah it's an underground horror thing and a lot of filmmakers there's a lot of great filmmakers out there doing that in today's world that they can't get into can festivals and things like that but they're still making good horror movies so there could be some good werewolf movies or even better vampire movies but the but what do you but what do you want to happen next like mainstream big werewolf movie what do you want well the problem is i can't really see in this modern age there being a successful purely horror werewolf movie i've seen all the all the like creature feature scares and stuff that i've seen where i was like man that was really tense and just like i'm shaking and shit it's all been a very short scene in an unrelated movie. Like, there was the scene in Annihilation that I'm not going to spoil for you because you need to watch that fucking movie. <laughs> um, but anyone who's seen the movie knows what I'm talking about. Uh, and there was another scene. What the hell was it? It had some kind of creature in it that was in there for like a minute. But you have like the bear from The Revenant and stuff like that. But these movies aren't about those encounters but they're so just raw and powerful and scary specifically because they're only in the minute in the movie for a couple of minutes. Like you look at other werewolf movies and bear movies. I remember when bear movie was like its own little subgenre. You had into yeah. the grizzly maze, you had grizzly and everything. And the problem is when you have an unthinking animal that doesn't have the capacity for thought of a human being, you have to keep contriving these reasons for there to be conflict in the movie because if it just runs in and immediately kills all the characters, well, then your movie's over with. So people have to keep surviving, have to keep escaping, but the threat still needs to be there. You know, That's why I think, like, I, honestly, what I would love to see, and this, this is only obliquely, like, following with your question, but I, I think I would choose it as my answer. I want to see more anthology movies or multiple short stories. I think something like a... V have you ever seen the movie VHS? I think there's a couple yes. of them. Yes, I have, actually. Yes. I think a couple of, like, well-funded, you know, with good director, short story anthologies, a la VHS. Because VHS is pretty low budget, and they pick, like, unknown directors, kind of trying to give them a spotlight. Yeah. Get a couple well-known horror directors, give them a good budget, good writers, have them just churn out a couple of unorthodox scripts. Like, get a creature feature in there, you can have your supernatural shit, you can have your slashers but stuff that's you can't maintain the tension for a full length movie you know have it potent keep it short 15 20 minutes tops yeah i would love something like that as far as like werewolves and stuff go okay okay that's a good answer that's a good answer you know i think they should uh my opinion on the werewolf things the 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 take what you're saying i think what they really should do is basically um kind of do what they did with the incredible hawk in marvel which standalone films, meh. Maybe just have them in individual other horror movies, just like, but make it right. And then if I was about to say they tried that one, yeah. And then and then when it, if it doesn't work out, then you're good. But if it does work out, and it, I mean, it, you're, it's a win-win. So, um, damn, I lost my damn train of thought. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> but what I would want, all right, to I'll answer my own question. I would say. My my eyes for vampire movies. I, well, honestly, I feel like the trend is finally dying. I feel like horror has made a shift, 
And I know it's hard to believe because vampire movies and TV shows will always be around and they'll be in the back of our head. They'll be just like Team Wolf. I mean, that was a TV show, but it was also a movie. And then obviously they have wolves in all the little teeny bopper movies with vampires. But I do think horror has made a shift. I think the thing that's even in American Horror Story, they, they made the shift. There's always the supernatural. There's always the, you know, the witches and there's always ghosts. And then there's always the monsters and the creatures and the murderers and the slashers. Those have always been there. They've always been around. But now, horror is different. It's all about like, there's more, there's just more, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain, but the last couple good horror movies that have really been out there, if, it's literally like, like, kidnapping possession murder i mean it's it's a little bit you know on it's turning it's turning differently there's more psychological than just plain werewolves coming it's full moon there's someone howling and they're gonna come get me now it's more psychological they're fucking with you and they're doing things it kind of started to shift when saul came out it started to shift when paranormal activity um what is it the purge you know these are all psychological i mean look at us look at get out Look at, you know, <laughs> these are all, even The Quiet Place, you know, these are all like. Quiet Place for me was the, actually I, a reversing of a trend that I've been seeing. And I, I, I get where you're going and I agree completely. I think the reason why you started to see that shift is for pragmatic reasons. It's just budget. Yeah. It is so much cheaper to just have a human antagonist who's just like a psycho. He just wants to kill people or something. Yeah. Than it is to either make all these animatronics, make all these prosthetics and costumes and props and stuff for a monster or to CG it. I mean, CG is ridiculously expensive these days, you know, costing like the hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, why don't they – you know what they should do? Like make a good – Psychological. So okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a movie out there. Signs. We talked about this before. You don't really see the aliens until a little glimpse in the middle, but until the very end. But the whole time, it's all psychological. You see fingers. You hear noises. People on the roof. Things like that. Like do that with a werewolf movie. You know, just kind of like you know it's a you like make a movie right. Have a shitty trailer. <laughs> like, don't give nothing away in the trailer. And then, you know, they go to, you go sit down, you watch the movie, and you're, you're thinking, like, what is this fucking monster? What is this? And, you know, you finally get a glimpse of it, and you're like, holy shit, that's a werewolf. Like, I didn't see that coming. And then next thing you know it, like, you know, like, there's actually a whole culture of werewolves that you stumble across. But, like, make a psychological movie where you think it's a, a psychotic person or you think it's a creature from another planet but then it actually is a werewolf it's low budget you won't have to use too much besides like one cardboard cutout probably <laughs> i mean these are just some good ideas this is that's definitely an idea um something i'd, I'd like to also offer as an idea yeah um it's an kind of like an alternative version of that uh, it's a Native American culture thing. Have you ever heard of skinwalkers? Yes. Oh my god, dude. I've been reading some skinwalker stories. That <laughs> shit is so creepy. And so real. <laughs> like... so, if it could be done respectfully, like respecting the culture, respecting the traditions and stuff, yeah. I would love to see a well-done skinwalker movie, and I think it could be easily what you describe. Yeah. Low budget, very okay. tense, very atmospheric, a lot of paranoia. 
because skinwalkers when they don't show their true form they look like ordinary people just wrong somehow like there's there's something off about it the way they talk the way they carry themselves their body language mm-hmm. i remember reading this one story describing a person a skinwalker person in the dark late at night in a room looking like they were laughing but making no sound you know how someone kind of doubles over when they're laughing really really hard yeah i just visualized that in my head and it made my hair stand up on end just visualizing somebody just like contorting their body not making a single sound in the dead of night no sound nothing's happening i'd love to see something like that um have you seen there's a film out there called it comes at night no i haven't oh dude you need to see that movie. It's a great movie. I have but... like, I have this list on my um on my PC that I'm on right now of yeah. movies that I have to fucking watch. So trust me, <laughs> I'll add it to it. We'll put that one on there. Um, I am I'm gonna spoil this for you because I don't. I feel like your enjoyment of the movie will be better if you know this. Oh, here we go. It whatever it is never comes. Okay. There's this constant threat throughout the movie that there's something out there in the woods with this family and it just never shows up well we know that something has happened in the world it's some kind of catastrophe because everyone walks around anytime they go outside they're in gas masks and shit they're always armed and stuff they don't run into other people and there's very little there's no expository dialogue in the movie you just have to figure things out by yourself uh, and there's these constant hints throughout the movie that something is out there. They don't go out at night for any reason whatsoever. They keep the door locked and bolted at all times. And there's these happenings that go down that could be potentially ascribed to something like a werewolf. Mm. Like, things happen. That's all I'll say on that. Okay. Um, oh, what's it called again? Let me write this down. It, it comes at night. It comes at night. The problem is, if you watch the trailer for the movie, it does an amazing job of setting up the tension of the movie. Yeah. It's a great trailer. The problem is, it makes it seem like it's going to be like a monster movie. Like, you know, there's a shot in the in the trailer that never actually happens in the movie of the the bolted front door you know bolted shut it's late at night getting like almost kicked in like it's it's bending under the strain of something slamming up into it and i was watching that trailer like holy shit this is gonna be an amazing movie and it was an amazing movie but it was more of a psychological thriller than you know a creature feature horror movie okay still a great movie there's still plenty of amazing performances and great scenes in there there's this one scene Man, you just give you. I love that you give so much details, but you give away so much. Don't tell me anymore. <laughs> you, okay. uh, you always give me so much information, and it's it, you know, I actually Look, no, don't don't take that the wrong way. You Look, you give. You're the motherfucker telling me. Oh, I like I like getting spoiled. You know, I I don't mind spoilers. They help me enjoy uh, the movie. Well, you, you're right. I you're fucking 100 percent right. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, well, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you have such a good attention to detail that when me and you write a script together, because it will happen eventually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we're gonna yeah, you'll, you'll send me like this this nine hundred page script, and I'll read it so fucking quick it'll be like two days. 
Yeah. And I'll send this long list of notes like, what the fuck? This doesn't make any sense. Why is such yeah. and such doing this? You'll turn 900 into, you know, uh, 20 pages. Yeah. <laughs> like either, this, this is the part that makes sense. <laughs> either 20 or 2,000, one way or the other. <laughs> um, I feel like we give a lot of love to werewolves. So before we go, we need to give some shout-outs to some vampires over here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Yep, there's all my shout-outs for the I vampires. Guess, hey! Yeah, yeah, I, was say, I, I, wish, I wish you didn't like vampires, because then I can ask you this question that I really should be asking myself, but I have no way of answering, which is how could you make vampires more enjoyable as as a movie villain? Like, um, what, what, what problems do I have with them, and what could I do to fix it? Um, I would say... I would make them more like you ever seen from dust to dawn. Yes. I would, if you're going to this whole, you know, making them a pretty looking guy or a pretty looking girl that's, you know, goes to prom or even like, um, you know, like a really well-dressed, like family, a doctor making them to blend in with our culture. is not as scary as you think it is. I think if you're just going to go hands to the wall have them bikers, angry people, just like these mean people, and then when they turn, when they turn, they, they actually, when they, they actually turn into a fucking giant bat. Like that to me, make them a creature. Don't don't fantasize them as people anymore. Because once you turn into a vampire, okay, so yeah, they look like a person, but when they be like, let them transform like a werewolf, because they're so similar anyway, and they were born together almost. Why don't you merge them? If you're a vampire, I'm a vampire right now, okay? I'm normal, I'm talking to you, everything's good. But when I actually want to fucking turn into a vampire, my whole face opens up, my jaw drops, and four sets of teeth come out, and I bite your fucking head off. Like, that's what kind of vampire <laughs> they sh- that I would like more of. <laughs> I can see it. Almost, um... Kind of like... Well, kind of like a bat. Yeah. Or, like an actual yeah. bat. Watch 30 Days a Night. It, they don't do like that, but they do have, like... They don't have these fucking things. They have thousands of things, and they just open it up. Their jaw, they like unhinge their jaw, and they fucking eat the shit out of you. Like these are that's what I'm talking about. That's what that to me would be more scarier than my neighbor. Oh, my neighbor's a vampire. Oh, I wonder if he's gonna. That's something. That's something else too. I'm not sure. Well, this isn't even about horror, but it makes wonder if we should even bother getting into this. Why do you think it is like through Twilight and everything that vampires became sex symbols? Uh, Out of all the movie monsters in the world, why vampires? Because you you hit it on the head in the beginning of the podcast. Because they were always known as the well-dressed, rich. I mean, look back the early days of the early Dracula. I mean, he just looked... I think the actor's name is Boris something. I forget his fucking name. But he was just well-dressed in his eyes. He would stare at you and... You know, all the Dracula's always look like they're proper English, like proper, like look at you know, interview with the vampire. Look, at, I mean, I'm only shooting certain movies out, but they're all proper. They're like, they're royalty that turned into vampires until you got the Lost Boys, and then that just threw that fucking whole thing out the the window. That movie, The Lost Boys, but they're just they're always looked at good-looking people or vampires. Where's the fat fucks that are vampires? Where's the, like, you know, there's fat zombies. Where the fuck is fat, you know, a fat fuck that's a vampire? Well, I, w- I would argue that blood is a pretty lean protein. I mean, there's, <laughs> not, there's not a whole lot of fat in blood. Oh, 
Oh my. Um, but I think that that does it. I mean, this is going to be a short uh, episode. I mean, vampires, werewolves, you know them. You know what they're all about. If you don't know them, I mean, you shouldn't even be fucking talking, listening to this. Oh, here we go. Here, here's something else we can we can kind of strain out the word count a little bit more. Get a couple more ad space in there. Um, I already <laughs> mentioned how I'd like to see a, a movie on skinwalkers. Okay. What what was kind of an unusual movie monster that you want to see more of in movies? Well, I'm not. It doesn't say- even have to have been in movies before. It could be like this is the first time they're out there. I am not going to tell you. You know why? Why is that? Because next episode, next week is monster movies. Oh, <laughs> so monster and creature movies. Oh, that's kind of weird that you brought that up, though. That's a little strange. Yeah, so you, you just kind of you, you let me stand up here and kind of shoot my wad off, huh? And just start talking about all the fucking creatures I wanted to talk about. Uh, I finally wrote down a list of what we're what we're talking about this summer. And uh, spoiler alert: next week we will be talking about monster movies. It's something that I enjoy, and I know Griffin loves creature movies. Yes. And um, I have a whole lot of things in there. So a couple other things. I'll give you a couple of hints of things that we're going to be talking about this summer. TV horror. We're obviously going to talk about the other couple, uh, the other couple, um, you know, grandfathers of horror, the Frankensteins, the mummies, the bride of Frankenstein kind of things. Uh, another thing you actually brought up that I thought was a good idea. Talk about what's the difference between big budget horror movies and low budget horror movies. What would you, you know? So these are some things. I do have a couple oh, like indie versus mainstream. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. And I do have a couple more things. So stay tuned and please check in every week and I do appreciate it. And mm-hmm. I, summer's just getting started. Oh man, it's, it's gonna be great. It's fucking blazing hot down here in the beach. Oh, it's it's no it's no Arctic paradise up here either. <laughs> I, I, every time literally every time it's whether I want to go out to, whether I'm going to work, whether I just want to go out to the store, buy a couple of things, whatever, every time I open the open the door and leave my nice comfortably air conditioned room stuff like that and step out into the world at large it's like fuck me this is too hot <laughs> I, I don't i don't know if like if we're all gonna die tomorrow like if the sun's gonna explode and kill us all or something like that but it is too fucking hot dude <laughs> this is unnatural it's it's not even like we're not even in arizona or any shit like that you know it's well, like Arizona is kind of like God's punishment for existing, so it's well, perfectly understandable. It's hot as hell. Well, that's the horror right there. As soon as you, if you ever stop and get a snowball, shaved ice, whatever you want to call it, and you walk twenty yards and it's already half melted, it's fucking hot. <laughs> you need to, yeah. you need to go somewhere. So, but all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate y'all stopping by. Don't get fucked by a werewolf. Um, Vampires are stupid. 